It's one o'clock on Ben Che, the headlines. RTHK learns that details of the territory-wide COVID-19 testing scheme will be announced this afternoon at the earliest. An infectious disease expert dismisses concerns about people's DNA being sent across the border. And the president of the doctors' union calls for cash incentives from the government to get people to take the test. RTHK has learned that details of the citywide COVID-19 testing scheme will be announced this afternoon at the earliest. Infectious disease expert David Hoy has dismissed concerns. The DNA of people who volunteer for the test will be collected and sent across the border. Privacy concerns have arisen after mainland authorities sent medical staff to help boost testing capacity here. The Chinese university professor has urged the public to join the scheme, saying it won't be able to detect hidden carriers in the community if there's a low turnout. He hopes at least 5 million people will join. Professor Hui, who advises the government on anti-epidemic efforts, says people need not worry about their personal details. I think individual will only be identified by a barcode. Uh, your details will not be released to the laboratory staff. And also, just taking a little bit of specimen from the upper airway would not be sufficient for your DNA to be used for you know, duplication purpose. So I don't think you need to worry about it. Meanwhile, the president of the doctors' union, Henry Yang, has urged the government to provide cash incentives to encourage people to join the voluntary citywide COVID-19 tests, which are expected to start on September 1st. He expressed concerns about the turnout, noting that even people living in areas where clusters have occurred had not been too enthusiastic about being tested. Dr. Yang says some people lined up for the test kits just to get a free box of face masks and then just threw the kits away afterwards. Even those inside the contaminated area, they are not 100% eager to take the test. So how can those who live in relatively clean places like the southern part of Hong Kong who like to take the screening test at all? I think it's not only political reasons. The reason is that they don't want to load the results. If they think that they are positive, then they will affect people surrounding him. You can give each citizen a small amount of cash, maybe 200 or 300. I think most of the people will go there. The Travel Industry Council has warned many local businesses in the sector are teetering on the brink of collapse because of the COVID-19 pandemic and called on the government to immediately roll up more financial aid for them. The council's chairman, Jason Wong, says tourist numbers have fallen more than 90%, and many tour guides haven't worked for months. He says although the government offered subsidies to some travel agencies and workers in the sector in the previous rounds of anti-epidemic measures, they will still need more as concerns grow that tourism will not bounce back by the end of the year. In the last few months, we have two rounds of the anti-pandemic uh, relief fund, which helped us survive the last couple of months. But consider that the recovery time shall not be short. And I think from now to the end of the year, the visitors may not be bouncing back very quickly. So we urgently need the financial support to help the trade, especially the travel agents, to survive this period of time. The situation is very critical. Sooner or later, I think uh, uh, agents will also consider to whether staying in the industry or not. The situation is getting more and more worse in the coming months, so the relief measures is in the immediate necessity. 
The government is hiring 430 support service assistants to do clerical work in various government departments. The jobs are being created as part of the anti epidemic fund to help relieve the,、uh, the unemployment situation in Hong Kong. The salary for the one year position is $12,900 per month. The Education Bureau has been urged to publicize its vetting standards for liberal studies textbooks in its voluntary consultancy service. Another group has come out and accused the Bureau of political censorship after seeing how some publishers had revised the liberal studies materials on the Bureau's advice. It says it fears the liberal studies subject will eventually become a tool for brainwashing students. Isaac Cheng is a spokesperson for Education Breakthrough. I think under this censorship of this textbook, and most of the opinions are already pro Beijing or pro government, and the、uh, opinions or the point of view set against with the mainstream of the Hong Kong government and the Chinese government have been erased. So、uh, we are、uh, deeply concerned about the situation in the future, and、uh, a lot of censorship is not only happening in the, for example, modern China or Hong Kong today's、uh, module, but、uh, also happening in other modules, for example, the globalizations, and also、uh, talking about the、uh, resources or, or nature, nature resources, or even、uh, personal developments have been、uh, indoctrinating. Education center owners are demanding a $140,000 subsidy for each of them in the third round of the government's anti epidemic fund, saying the last round of handouts barely covered the losses over the approximately eight months of school closures caused by the pandemic. Among the 1,758 centers the group interviewed, over 50% of them said they have not received any rent reduction from the landlord, even though the government has encouraged them to do so. The group said rent made up a large part of their operating costs. The Education Centers Union spokesman Trevor So said they're not the only ones hoping centers can reopen. Besides the rent, our main cost is the salary. But under the culture for the schools,、uh, no more classes、uh, have been running right now. Many tutors stop the job, and the parents always asking us to open the school to help them to handle the children, such like the school life, the attitude to learn, and working parents need to go to work and really to take care of the children. So there's a really serious society problem. The Legislative Council session will begin on October 14th. The date has been specified by Chief Executive Carrie Lam in the government notice gazetted today. This comes after the LegCol polls were postponed to September next year in view of the coronavirus outbreak, while incumbent legislators are being allowed to serve in the extended LegCol term over the coming year. Turning overseas, Joe Biden has been delivering the biggest speech of his five decades in U.S. politics as he accepts the Democratic Party nomination to challenge Donald Trump for the White House. The former vice president is addressing a virtual party conference. In his opening remarks, Mr. Biden made this pledge to the American people Here and now, I give you my word. If you entrust me with the presidency, I will draw on the best of us, not the worst. I'll be an ally of the light, not the darkness. It's time for us, for we the people, to come together. And make no mistake, united we can and will overcome this season of darkness in America. 
Donald Trump's former chief strategist Steve Bannon has pleaded not guilty to charges of fraud and money laundering in the New York court. He was released on a $5 million U.S. dollar bond. Mr. Bannon was arrested last night on board a 45-meter luxury yacht owned by exiled Chinese billionaire Guo Wengui. The voice of America's White House bureau chief, Steve Herman, told RTHK that more charges may follow over that relationship. This came a day after a story in the Wall Street Journal that looked at uh, connections between uh, Bannon and Gua that uh, they apparently are also under investigation by federal and other authorities. So this may be just the first of additional legal problems for the uh, former White House chief strategist. President Trump has suffered another setback in his effort to block the release of his tax returns to prosecutors in Manhattan. The BBC's Nada Tofik is in New York. The judge rejected Mr. Trump's argument that the subpoena for his tax records was overly broad and said throwing it out would be an undue expansion of presidential immunity. Manhattan District Attorney Cyrus Vance has argued that the president's personal and corporate tax filings are central to his probe. He has suggested he is also looking into possible criminal activity at the Trump Organization and not simply so-called hush money payments made during the 2016 presidential campaign. The president's attorney has already filed filed an emergency motion to halt enforcement of the decision and will appeal against the ruling. A German air ambulance has set off from Germany to fly to Siberia to pick up the Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny, who is seriously ill in the city of Omsk. His supporters say he was poisoned. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel says Germany stands ready to help. I hope and wish, of course, that he recovers as quickly as possible. And if he wishes to do so, and what applies to France also applies to Germany, we will, of course, offer him all the medical help he needs. He can turn to German hospitals, but, of course, he has to request it. Mr. Nalvani collapsed early yesterday on a flight to Moscow. The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has accused European countries of siding with the Ayatollahs after Britain, France and Germany said they could not support his efforts to reimpose United Nations sanctions on Iran. Mr. Pompeo has formally started the process of reinstating sanctions over what the U.S. considers to be violations of the 2015 nuclear deal with Iran. The Iranian ambassador to the United Nations, Majid Takhtia Ravanchi, criticized the U.S.'s efforts. The U.S. intends to apply its so-called maximum pressure policy on the U.N., the Security Council, and its members. The U.S. move is a clear example of abusing the process, which is prohibited under international law. This is nothing but a legal and political bullying. Scientists say unprecedented levels of ice loss in Greenland are putting more and more people around the world at risk of catastrophic flooding. More than 500 billion tons of ice turned to liquid in Greenland last year, equivalent to six Olympic swimming pools of water pouring into the ocean every second. Researchers say they're shocked by the findings. Dr. Ingo Zarsgen is the report's lead author. We found that 80% more ice is lost than is accumulated on the top of the ice sheet in 2019. So in a way, this, this is the largest imbalance that we recorded so far. And it's like if you would overspend your income each year by 80% or so. 
And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,132. That's 340 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $65 billion. And to currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 105.66 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 25 cents. And now on to the sports. Here's Atom Zhang. We start with football. There's increasing concern that further delay to the resumption of the Hong Kong Premier League will impact negatively on the start of next season. Of the 10 teams in the local top flight, six are committed to finishing the 2019-2020 season that's been halted multiple times by the coronavirus outbreak. They've set their sight on playing the remaining fixtures in September, but that can only happen if the government opens its stadium. Our football commentator Chris K. L. Lau says frustration is mounting amongst players and fans. Hong Kong football fans and teams who have been in the dark for so long finally have September 19th as a potential league restart date. A hotel bubble idea was not deemed financially feasible, so a home quarantine idea and weekly health tests are now the provisional plan. There have been rumblings of discontent on how the home quarantine idea can be properly done in Hong Kong. So everything hinges on when sports stadiums can reopen in Hong Kong. If stadiums cannot reopen, then the season will be cancelled. But the thing is, other leagues are about to start their 2020-2021 season, and Hong Kong sadly cannot even seem to complete this current season. So fans and even the players are really losing patience. Order is restored in the NBA playoffs after convincing wins for the two top-seeded teams. The Los Angeles Lakers took a 30-point lead into the final quarter of Game 2 against the Portland Trailblazers and went on to win 111-88. Their best-of-seven first-round series is now tied at one. The Milwaukee Bucks also bounced back against the Orlando Magic. Yanis Antetokounmpo dominated the glass with 20 rebounds to go with his 28 points and the Bucks won 111-96. Yanis was full of praise for his teammate Pat Connaughton, who added 15 points and 11 rebounds off the bench. He made shots, but it's not just the shots, it's the energy he brings. You know, he plays hard. He uh, gets in driving lanes. He makes he makes the right play. He may, he uh, tried to go downhill. He just brings out the energy. And uh, today, you know, obviously when we needed a uh, big plays, he was knocking down shots. He made five threes off the bench for us. Uh, that was big. Uh, that gave the whole team a spark. So, you know, um, my bench mom got to keep it up. They got to do that every every night. And um, it was great just seeing Pat out there just making plays and making shots and just bring that energy. We need that from him. Duncan Robinson had the hot hands as Miami went two games up on Indiana, winning 109-100. Robinson was 7 for 8 shooting, all from behind the arc, and finished with a team-high 25 points. The Heat set a franchise playoff record with 18 threes. Elsewhere, seven Rockets scored in double digits as Houston beat Oklahoma City for a second straight game. The Rockets took Game 2, 111-98. And as you look at sports... And that's the news from RTHK. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion, and I'm usually quite laid back. But you can count me in to fight COVID-19. Here are my tips. Don't go to work and seek medical advice promptly if you're unwell. Avoid eating out or going out if it's not necessary. Keep at least one meter apart from others and avoid contact with people who show symptoms. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. 
These are the tips for us to prevent COVID-19. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, don't hold gatherings or join large-scale activities. Event organizers should adopt contingency measures to postpone or cancel events or temporarily close facilities. The public should avoid crowded places as far as possible. Don't host or join gatherings with family and friends. Find an open space to stretch. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. These are the tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19. Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 21st of August is today's date. 
the very last show of uh, this week. Many thanks once again to Phil for this morning's Morning Brew. We're starting today's show by looking at our liver. That's right, we'll be talking about the effects of COVID-19 on our liver. As a recent study done by the Chinese University of Hong Kong finds that the coronavirus has been linked to liver damage cases. And we'll be chatting to one of the researchers of this study, uh, Professor Grace Wong Lai Hung from the 